helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome to the Life Transformation Show, where we delve into thought-provoking topics that inspire personal growth and transformation. Today, we have a very intriguing topic to explore. As we know, adoption can have a profound impact on a person's life. I am Denise Hart, and with me in studio today is Michael Hart, psychotherapist at Elim Counseling Services, who will shed light on the psychological consequences of adoption through the lens of the biblical figure Moses. Moses, known for his leadership in the Old Testament, was famously adopted into the household of Pharaoh's daughter as an infant after his mother placed him in a basket on the Nile River to protect him from Pharaoh's decree to kill all Hebrew male babies. While Moses was raised in privilege and power as an Egyptian prince, his true identity as a Hebrew eventually came to light leading him on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. So if you have ever wondered about the psychological consequences of adoption, or if you are an adoptee yourself seeking understanding and insight, this episode is for you. Welcome, Michael Hart. And thank you for joining us on the Life Transformation Show to shed light on the fascinating topic of Moses' adoption and its psychological implications. Thank you, Denise. I'm so happy to be here and so to and so and to be intruded to do such an important topic. I think it's it's going to be very interesting as we look at this biblical story from an angle that it's not often considered from. Thank you, Michael. Let's get right into it. So, my first question to you. One of the things that stand out to me from reading the biblical narrative of Moses' life is his lack of confidence. Is there any correlation between low self-confidence and being adopted? If so, what are possible reasons for this? Yeah, lack of confidence is a common challenge that some adopted children may face, and this can be from a variety of factors. In in the story of Moses, we see that there is a surprising lack of confidence, even when he was reassured by God. Let me look at some of those examples just to paint a picture of the extent of his lack of confidence. So first we see his doubt about his own ability. When God appeared to Moses in the form of a burning bush and called him to lead the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, Moses expressed doubt about his own ability and questioned God's choice. He said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? and bring the Israelites out. In other words, I am not good enough. This task is above me. How can I go to Pharaoh of all person to speak to someone in such a high position? And next we see that Moses had this fear of rejection by the Israelites. He worried that they would not believe him or accept him as their leader. He said, What if they do not believe me or listen to me? 
and say, the Lord did not appear to you. This is in Exodus 4 verse 1. So Moses has these uh, self-belief that people will not listen to him, people will not believe him, and he's expressing fear. But we see he also had, then he's a lack of confidence in his speaking ability. When he said to God that I am slow of speech and tongue in Exodus 4.10. So Moses was hesitant to accept the authority that God had given him because he did not feel confident in his ability to communicate or that he was good enough to stand before Pharaoh. So yes, there is a correlation between uh, being adopted and having a lack of confidence. And some adopted children, not all I should say, but some adopted children have this lack of self-confidence as well. So Dennis, you had asked about uh, what are some of the possible factors that may lead to this lack of adoption. Yes. Lack of self-confidence, I mean, I should say. So adoption has certain stigma attached to it. And in some cases, adopted children may face stigma or discrimination from others due to their adoptive status. This may come from their peers, it may come from their family members, or even from society at large. And adopted children may feel different or less than due to their adoption, which can affect their overall sense of confidence and self-worth. And then we have also the trauma or attachment issues associated with adoption. Some adopted children may have experienced trauma in their, in their life before being adopted. They may have belonged to, to, to parents who neglected them or abused them. And this trauma or lack of attachment to their biological figure can sometimes lead to a lack of confidence. I can see how that would affect um, a child or anyone that has been adopted. Uh, so, Michael, next. In the biblical story, we see Moses being nursed by his Hebrew mother, but being raised in the palace of Pharaoh. Can you speak to this complex upbringing and draw parallels to adoptees today? Yes, yeah, so that was indeed a, a very complex upbringing because on one hand, his mother is from the slave class of the day and his, peer, his, his adoptive parents is from the ruling class. And so you have this dual identity that is forming in Moses. He's identifying with the, 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 the class that is being enslaved but he's also been raised by the, the class that is also ruling or, or, or the leader of the land. And, and so we see that there is this dual identity that could form. So in terms of that dual identity, there's also spiritual 
a spiritual aspect to that as well, because being a part of an Egyptian family, he would learn about the gods of Pharaoh. He would learn about the, 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 the god of the Nile. He would learn about the sun god, Ra. He would learn about the different gods of Egypt. But he would also have a mother who I'm sure that when she was nursing him, she would be telling him about the god of the Israelites. And so there is this dual identity spiritually. But then there's also dual identity culturally as well. So in this sense, Moses would uh, in one sense be identifying with the Israelites culturally because of their customs and their traditions. And then he would also be identifying with, with, with the Egyptians because of their culture and their, their cultural practices. So this dual, dual identity is often seen in adopted children as well. And it's complex and multifaceted. And so it cannot be easily explained. And it varies between uh, children depending on their age of adoption, adoption and the culture into which they're adopted and so forth. But that dual identity still exists today. Some adopted children may feel as if they belong, have this deep sense of belonging to their biological parent and at the same time feel attached to their adopted children. And because of that complexity of the situation of adoption, they may feel torn. At a certain age, they might have this strong, intense desire to, to search out their adopt, their biological parent if they have met them as yet. And they may feel that in some way by doing this, they are betraying their adoptive parents. And so it's important for, it is important for adoptive parents to be able to speak with adopted children about where they're from, about their, their, their biological parents, and to speak about it in such a way that they don't feel as if they have to be choosing sides, and that if they have a desire to meet their adoptive children, that it's not a betrayal of the adoptive parent if they if they want to meet their biological parent and so i think it's important for adoptive parent to have these kinds of conversations with their adopted children so that this dual identity does not create a crisis later on in their lives i can definitely see how this dual um identity would be very complex and would cause um, anyone to have some sort of uh, psychological situation um, in, in their lives. So, Michael, we know that adoption can sometimes lead to a sense of loss for the adopted child as they become aware that they are not being raised by their biological parents. So, would this likely to have been the case with Moses as well? I think when it comes to adoption, there is a sense of lust, but it can also be a sense of trauma as well, because some adopted children have been abused, they have been neglected. And so not only can there be a sense of loss, but there can be the sense of trauma. And the separation from 
bird parents itself can be a sense of trauma because parent children come into this world with a very strong attachment especially to the biological mother and so when they are separated from their biological mother even if it's at birth there is a trauma that this child suffers and there's a book that details that very well it's called the primal wound and it explains how studies have shown that even children who are given up for adoption at birth were never told that they were adopted always had this sense that something was missing that they have been separated from something and that they're they're where they are that they belong somewhere else the sense of not belonging uh, seems to be a very strong feeling in these children even if they didn't know that they have been adopted so yes there is this sense of loss there is this sense of trauma and i think when you have trauma then there are certain a wide range of reactions that can can come with trauma so there can be feelings such as sadness there can be feelings of anger anxiety and even just this strong sense of loss as well can go very deeply in 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 the emotions of a person who have been adopted and so when we take these things into consideration it's quite likely that Moses being a human being sometimes you know we read these biblical stories and we treat these biblical uh, characters as if they are not uh, human beings but Moses was a human being and he must have have experienced some of this sense of of loss i guess at a certain age he would not be able to see his biological mother as much as he would like because from the narrative it seemed that she had access to him just from the age where he would have been breastfed but then after that he would not probably been able to communicate with her or meet with her as much as he would like Definitely. You mentioned a range of emotions that can result from the sense of loss or trauma from being adopted. So in this case, did Moses exhibit um, any such emotion? Yes, I think we see a very a very uh, strong sense of anger. I should say a trail of anger in the story of Moses. So first he was angry at the Israelites for their worship of the golden calf. So just picture this. Moses goes up into the mountain to meet God and God gave him these two tablets. These are not apple tablets, by the way. These were stones, (laughs) stones and which were written the Ten Commandments. And God gave him these two tablets with the Ten Commandments. And he comes down and he sees the Israelites worshiping the golden calf. And it's, it's idolatry and God forbid idolatry. And so we can understand Moses being angry. But one thing I don't understand from that story is his impulsiveness to throw down the tablets and that God had just given to him and to break these tablets in anger. So there is this impulsivity that Moses displayed, and this could be as a result of emotional wounding from being adopted. We also see this this anger being exhibited when he struck the rock in Numbers 22. 2 to 13. God had instructed Moses to speak to the rock, and God said, Speak to the rock, and it shall bring forth water. But Moses, in his anger, 
did not speak to the rock. Instead, what did he do? He acted out of impulse again, and he struck the rock with his rod, his rod. And God was angry at him. And I think it was that act that uh, made God say that he would not live to lead the Israelites into the promised land. So this anger was not justified. It's what God is saying. There was no reason for him to to strike the rock just because the people were rebelling against God. And so, yes, so we see this, this anger being very common in, in the story of Moses. Another uh, example, again, when the Israelites uh, were journeying through the wilderness and they complained and expressed express doubt about God's provision and Moses became angry with them for their lack of faith and grumbling which led to consequences from God. And this is in Numbers uh, 11, verse 1 to 2, and Numbers 14, 10 to 12. I think it may have been that occasion where God said that he would not live to lead the Israelites into the, the promise, promised land. But I may be wrong on that, but I think it's one of those, either that incident or the striking of the rock. Uh, great points, Michael. However, it's really important to note that not all individuals who experience uh, trauma or loss will develop a psychological disorder. Uh, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. There are some people that can go through uh, adoption and there is not this negative range of emotions that we speak of. So everything that we're speaking of here uh, is not 100%, does not apply to, to every person. And so it's it's a good point, Denise, that there are exceptions to that because there may be adopt there are adopted people who do not have impulsiveness or anger as Moses did. And for sure, if someone is struggling with trauma or loss, then, you know, it may be helpful to seek support from a mental health professional um, who can help them and treat them and give them some support. Absolutely. I think those are very good points because all of these things are treatable. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Live Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, the psychological consequences of Moses' adoption. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. So, we often zero in on the negative impact of adoption, such as the trauma of being separated from birth parents. Are there positive outcomes um, strength that can come from being adopted? Yes, I, I think it is possible that the experience of being separated from a person's birth family, and especially in, the, in let's think about the case of Moses, for example, being separated from his birth family and being raised in a different environment may have contributed to Moses' resilience and adaptability. So adapting to this new environment in the palace and a situation in which he's from his people that he know to be his people and to be exposed to to other gods and to be exposed to a different culture may have may have developed for Moses this ability 
to adapt. And for many uh, people who are adopted children who are faced in similar situation, they develop a lot, a lot of coping skills because many of these children, they are separated from even their siblings. Sometimes siblings are split up and they're put in different foster cares or different families. And these children have to learn to deal with emotional pain from an early age. They have to learn how to adapt to a new family situation, a new life. And so many of these children become very resilient in, resilient in life. They're able to deal with, with, with obstacles and, and difficulties. And they become overcomers. They become very strong as a result of that. And they don't, they do not break under pressure later on in life because of the fact that they have faced so much pressure earlier on in, in, in their youth. And so it is possible that for many of these children that they are stronger, that they deal with, with even conflicts better because a lot of these children, they are put into situation where because of their adoptive status, they are ridiculed by others, they are, they are belittled by others, and they have the sense of being different and may, may be teased by others. These children learn to deal with conflict better and they learn to adapt to negative situations in a way that that makes them makes them very successful later on in life. So that's the other side of the negativity that and that's a very good question and it's because we often as you said zero in on the negative but there is this positive side and I think that Moses adoption actually made him stronger. He learned a lot in Pharaoh's palace even though he was being exposed to these other gods which were against his his biological parents religion it made him understand how the Egyptians think. And so when it comes to standing before Pharaoh and speaking to Pharaoh later on, he had an inside knowledge of that culture that someone who didn't grow up in that environment uh, wouldn't have. And so this what this came to be an advantage for Moses. And I think it, it along with, with the fact that God was with him, I think his natural ability to speak to Pharaoh and to understand how Pharaoh think was also a big asset. And this, I think, was why God chose Moses. Moses' adoption prepared him for the task of God. And I'm saying that there may be people who are listening to this show today who were adopted or who may, who may be even going to, to trying times today. And I would like to say that God can use your adoption to prepare you for something later on in life. And it may have been difficult, just as it was in the case of Moses. You may have felt uh, many nights of it. You may have spent many nights in pain and in tears, but God could be using that to prepare you for something big, just like he did in the life of Moses. Amen to that, Michael. This just shows that when we go when we go through adversity in our life, that we can still have hope. The Lord gives us hope. Well, earlier on, you spoke about dual identity. So help us to understand how this may have complicated things for Moses. 
Yeah, so that's a very good question because a lot of time we read these biblical narrative on the surface and we 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 don't do not stop to look at the complexity that is beneath the surface. So think for a moment when God told Moses that he was going to pronounce judgment on Egypt and that you know all the firstborn in Egypt would die. Think about that Moses' mother who raised him is part of that group as well. So he's pronouncing God's judgment on the Egyptians, but his very mother that he grew up with, and even even uh, maybe other people that he may have considered relatives, is going to be impacted by this. They're going to be losing, uh, you know, their firstborn. And he has to go to fear and say, this is what God is going to do. So that would create the, the, this dual identity where he's speaking judgment on the other, but he's also part of the other. And so there is this pain that Moses would have felt as well. And also we see the, the conflict of this dual identity happening when he went to break up the fight between the two Israelites. And one of them said to him, who made you ruler over us? Are you going to kill us like you kill the Egyptians? And so what this Israelite is saying is, you're not really one of us, and you're pretending to be one of us, but you are not. You're part of the ruling class, and we don't consider you to be, to be one of us. And so Moses felt this dual identity and felt as if his fellow, uh, Hebrew, his fellow Israelite would have, uh, told what he had done before to fear. And so Moses had to flee for his life. So, Michael, I've never thought of it like that, but I can see how this dual identity would complicate things for Moses. So, let's go to our last question. I've read about the lack of trust that some adoptees have for authority figures. Can you explain why adoptees might mistrust authority figures? Yes, I think one of the factors could be that there is a disruption of attachment. The the attachment bond between a child and their primary caregiver is crucial for healthy emotional development. And when that bond is disrupted because of adoption, it can lead to a feeling of insecurity and also feelings of mistrust in authority figures. So, in other words, this could create a feeling in the adopted child that I can trust people people who are above me or are supposed to take care of me or or in position of leadership because my own parent broke their trust that that I had in them. And so the, the negative experiences of authoritative figures or with authoritative figures can also be another reason. Some adopted children may have experienced negative experiences in foster homes or with social workers or lawyers or other professionals. So this can lead to a feeling of mistrust of authoritative figure, figures as well. Great point, Michael. 
How do we see this lack of trust in authority figures playing out in the life of Moses? Well, I think God is the ultimate authority figure. And when we see how Moses reacts to God in the story, we see a frightening lack of trust in God. God told him several times that he would make him successful, but Moses kept saying, I don't know if I can do this. Send someone else. So at one point, God became angry at him. And so this, this to me, represented a lack of trust in authority figures. So we have quickly come to the end of today's show. There's a lot more I could say about this topic of lack of trust in God by Moses, but I think you get the picture. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Again, as we said in this show, if you have been adopted, I'm sure there are some strengths that you have that we touched on as well in the show. It's not all negative. If you do have a question or a comment that you'd like to share, please feel free to contact us. Our website is elimcounselingministry.com elim is spelled E-L-I-M counseling with two L's ministry.com we also want to take this opportunity to remind you that we're on the air every Monday morning at 9.30 we also want to let you know that if you missed the first part of this podcast you can listen to it uh, in its entirety on our YouTube channel just by searching elimcounselingministry.com if you have not donated to this ministry as yet yet, please consider doing so by by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com. Until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And your co-host, Denise Hart. Praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.